Hey everybody, it's good to be with y'all in Romans 8 today. We've been journeying through the gospel of God in the book of Romans to really see a vivid and detailed sketch of our Christian lives, right? But now we come to Romans 8. And to me, two questions um, and answers, two pivotal questions that I think every Christian needs to know and should know and to really take off into, into the next stage of our Christian life. So we come to the first question. How do I know that I'm saved? How do I know that I'm a genuine child of God? Sometimes I sin and I feel like I lose my salvation. Is that possible? So this question and these line of questions that come from that, I've been approached with from many students and even other believers um, different ages. And I think the answer lies here in Romans 8, uh, 14 through 16, especially. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are sons of God. For you have not received a spirit of slavery bringing you into fear again, but you have received a spirit of sonship in which we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself witnesses with our spirit that we are children of God. So, do you see it? <laughs> These verses make it clear. We were led by the Spirit of God. That Spirit of God that came into us brought in this Spirit of Sonship that made us, by definition, sons of God, children of God. We are genuine uh, children of God. And so this is the Bible. This is our proof. When the Bible says it, we say amen. Not according to our feeling, but according to God's very word. These are sons of God. Our spirit of sonship cries within us, Abba, Father. So this spirit himself witnesses, right? So I've heard this before. This witness in our spirit that's saying, yes, Ty is a child of God, is, is, is so real. It's even so real to a fact that I can't even say, in a pure, honest way, I am not a child of God. It doesn't even register in my being. It, it sounds like a, a lie because there is the spirit himself in my spirit saying, I am a child of God. And just like any father-son relationship or father-daughter relationship, um, the son or daughter can mess up, have mistakes and fall short of the father's pleasing. Um, but that son or daughter just gets a cutoff fellowship, uh, gets a timeout. There's the father is displeased with their child's actions, but the fact doesn't change. They are his children. That is his son. That is his daughter. They are sons of God. They are children of God. That is the spirit in our spirit witnessing, testifying to that fact. Furthermore, I, I really want to hit the second question, which is very pivotal in this whole grand scheme of Romans 8, is I got saved and baptized. Now what? What do I do now as a Christian? What's my trajectory? What's my path? Where do I go from here? Brothers and sisters, the answer is in Romans 8. We are to grow in God's very life. The triune God. Father, Son, and Spirit, the Trinity, wants to give his life to us 
and spread his life through us. How do we see this? Check this out. Let's start with Romans 8.10. But if Christ is in you, though the body is dead because of sin, the spirit is life because of righteousness. I don't know if you heard me, but I said the spirit is life. <laughs> it's not merely our spirit is living, but 810 says our spirit is life. Our human spirit, what every man on earth was created with, when we get saved, when Christ saves us, he comes into our spirit and our spirit is then life itself God's very life and even this phrase in this verse Christ is now in you where is Christ Christ is in our spirit okay but that's what we got saved that's what happened but what now Christ wants to spread spread where grow where increase where into our minds which is a part of our soul, which is part of who we are, right? We see that in Romans 8, 6. For the mind set on the flesh is death, but the mind set on the spirit is life and peace. So do you, did you catch it? The spirit is life in Romans 8, 10. And then the mind set on the spirit is life and peace, Romans 8, 6. As believers, our job, our trajectory, our, our mission, our commission is to have this Christ that when we got saved, enter into our spirit and spread, move, increase, saturate, even our minds, our, our emotions, our, our wills, things, our thoughts, our actions, things that we, we think about, feel about, love, hate, that's all part of our soul. That's what Christ wants to move into. That's what his life wants to spread into. What does a believer's uh, real burden, real real weight as we walk around our, our everyday lives is to have these simple prayers. Lord, spread more into my mind, more into my thoughts, more into my feelings. I want to love what you love, Lord, and hate what you hate. But it gets better. <laughs> Romans 8.11 And if the spirit of the one who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also, get this, give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who indwells you. He wants to increase us and spread in us to this degree that even our mortal bodies, our even health, and even our enlivening to fulfill his purpose is seen in our bodies. This will really be seen in the redemption of our bodies um, when we get later in Romans. So we go from... The spirit is life, Romans 8.10. The mindset on the spirit is life, Romans 8.6. To this, in Romans 8.11, Christ will give life to our mortal bodies. That is the story. That is the trajectory of our Christian lives. To have this life, God's life, spread from our spirit, our soul, to our bodies. And this is matched, of course, in 1 Thessalonians 5.23, when it says, May your spirit and soul and body be preserved complete. So this is a complete picture of our Christian life. So that's Romans 8.